10 best things to say to someone with anxiety. Number one, there's something going on in your brain, and it's not normal. Number two, I don't have anxiety, but if I did, I would be way better at having it than you. Having anxiety makes you a bad person, like Plankton or Cruella DeVille. There's legit weird stuff going on in your head. And my final favorite, you're fighting a war in your mind 24-7, and the other side is kicking your ass. <laughs> it's Radio Free Tote Bag, home of anxiety. I'm Donovan. I'm Arthur. This absolutely is the home of anxiety. It lives inside each of us. That's true. It's what unites us, you know? Yeah. In the anxiety realm, we are one. <laughs> we, we, I like that. We are one. And anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody with anxiety out there, we're part of the same collective hive mind and some kind of parallel universe, you know, and it's just one of those hive minds that worries about stuff. And sometimes it goes a little too far with it. And it's just like, if you step back for a little bit, we could probably get out of here, but there's too much anxiety, like a, like a flood and it gets overwhelming. But luckily we have those top tips that we gave you that you can say to people to reduce theirs my one of my favorite uh we, we often reference the symptoms simpsons on here uh what was the 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 troy mcclure motivational video get confident stupid <laughs> get confident stupid that's what it reminds me of <laughs> i love it that was just a tweet our friend charlotte sent us and we're reading it beforehand and it cracked me up and so I was, I was reading it there shouts out to fave nathan's on twitter <laughs> hey blesso what'd you uh what'd you get up today what you been doing today has been a a brain fog day mm, so mm-hmm, to speak mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah you just get one of those you don't sleep very well yeah and so i'm just kind of functioning at half capacity but i did an interview i made a sandwich i cleaned up some paper bags i'm fucking set dude. yeah out here yeah you got your hair sliced. I did. Uh, on my day off, I went and uh, I cut off the man bun, which was eight years uh, due. Like, it hasn't been fashionable to have a man bun in, like, eight years. So I finally went and got that taken care of. I got a cute little flip that I'm wearing on my forehead. And uh, bonus, having my hair combed over like that covers up the fact that it's thin as shit in the front. Woohoo! Yeah, buddy. It's just... I had I had the long hair too for a while, and at a certain point, it is just kind of a hassle. Well, this was it was not even a hassle. It was the fact that like I could just brush it back, throw it the bun, rock and roll, easy peasy. But like, oh. I never had the really small bun, but it was pretty small. And uh, I don't know. I just I got tired of fucking looking at it, and uh, I've been slowly evolving my look over over COVID times because I. Shaved off my beard. That was step one. And then uh, I'm like, well, I got I to gotta complete the transformation here. I don't even sure it's complete. Continue the transformation. Yeah. I find it just gives me some extra energy sometimes. Changing something up like that, it's fun. It adds something new to life. Absolutely. I got, I've been getting mad compliments all day at the unnamed retail establishment. Uh, one of the, one of the ladies that works there, uh, she, uh, her name's Courtney and she works, uh, as sort of our, um, our like (laughs) janitorial liaison. 
uh, and she she looked at it and she said, "Arthur, your hair is beautiful." Oh, like, oh, <laughs> oh my God, beautiful! Thank you so much. That's a good. That's a good compliment. I'm also internally cracking up at my past twenty year old self with the long hair. Because I'm saying how oh, it's a hassle, and you're like, no, you just brush it and tie it up. I don't think I brushed my hair when it was long, dude. I don't think I, I just didn't know. I didn't know it was a thing I should be doing. It was mad greasy. <laughs> maybe um, maybe that could be the uh, the album art for this one, so folks can see that. Because it's a different. It was a different look. As somebody at a party, a Lithuanian dude once told me, I looked like long-haired bad guy from American High School movie. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Yeah. Up there with the best compliments I've had. <laughs> well, hell yeah. Our hair, is, our hair is killing it. Oh, yeah. That powers up our question-answering ability. And so we're going to answer some questions. How's that sound? I'd like that very much. Sweet. Hey, here's what we got first. Okay. My 26F boyfriend, 28M. Keeps a quote-unquote sex list of all the women he's slept with. Title explains it all. My boyfriend asked me to generate a PDF out of some notes he had handwritten as he didn't know how. I opened up his notes to use that feature and I saw a list made in June of about 50 female names titled Girls that of course I opened and promptly closed. I'm pretty grossed out. Everyone has a past, of course, and I understand that. But this really gives me the creeps. Should I say anything? TLDR, my boyfriend chronicles his long list of past sexual partners on his phone, and I'm a little skeeved. Shut up or fess up. And that was posted by Throw, R-A, list. So, it just says girls. And there's 50. Now, could this be uh, 50 girls who have wronged him and who he will wreak vengeance upon in the future it could be you don't know that it's necessarily a sexual history or maybe 50 potential baby names for the daughter he wants to conceive with you yes this is also possible it's not possible there's just a lot there's some repeats you know there's a few katie's (laughs) (laughs) sometimes you forget you put it twice it's such a common name it's easy to you know yeah why not fuck it like the added on here is no, I'm not going to dump him. Why not? Because people are going fucking ham in here about this. I don't, I don't think this is a dumpable offense. I say this is someone who did this at one point. Mm-hmm. Although my, my like rationale for it was, I was trying to figure out, cause you know, I lost my virginity when I was 15, probably a good portion of my sexual activity was like, before college mm-hmm. and I was like trying to piece together how many, cause people were talking about like body counts and how many people they'd slept with. And I was like, I don't actually know. Right. And I wanted to know, I wanted to have a number. So it's not like, ah, uh, roughly this. And then you say something different next time. Cause you can't remember. <laughs> and then it's like, Oh, you can't even remember the people you slept with. And then I was like, that's kind of weird too. So that I, as long as he's not like checking in on this, you know editing frequently you know since you've been together sure so it's weird i'm not you know i'm not gonna lie it was weird when i did it too but like i don't think it's that weird i yeah i think it's weird to keep it i think it's 
not weird to True. make it. You know what I mean? To like sit right. down. Cause like, I think it could be uh, instructive for me to know uh, how many people I've had sex with. Cause I've fucking forgotten at this point. I have no fucking idea. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe tonight after we're done recording, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to fucking, I'm going to do the list. Let's see what Cook happens. Cook up the list. Yeah. <laughs> I can also, uh, I could get my ratio. I could figure out, uh, the ratio of, uh, men to women. That could be interesting. See, that is, and now, now you know, you, I, I get into like data thinking and I want to know this shit because <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> cause for me too, part of it has been, I just, like, I, I just, I value my long-term memory quite a bit. I think I remember events from a long time ago, like really, really well, more than most people. I think that's because my short-term memory, some of that capacity was put over to long-term for some reason, probably half of that capacity. So I can remember a ton of shit like in the long-term, but like, I don't remember what I fucking did this morning sort of thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel that. And so for me, it was on top of that. It was like, fuck, like this, that those were such like a, it was a big part of like growing up and kind of becoming the person I am, you know, some of those, some of those sexual experiences. And I was like, you just kind of, I want to remember that trajectory. Cause that's how you learn from stuff too. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe a certain experience, there was something that happened that I was like, I dig that. I should try to incorporate that into the future. This does make sense. So, yeah. It's obviously not great that you OP had to see this. Cause just as like a list out of context, that is it is weird. It is a little creepy. Mm. You open the phone, and again they're, they're like you're saying, like, what if this is a list of vengeance, <laughs> vengeance targets? Um, but I I don't know. I don't know this person's rationale for this though. Did she say that she busted into the phone? She so she was invited into the phone. He's like, I don't know how to make a PDF. I'm a boomer. So I need you to make a PDF for me out of some notes that I have handwritten in my phone. Uh, Open the notes app, use the feature. 50, the notes, 50 female the notes. notes there. Yeah. In your, yeah. in your phone seems weird. I think maybe like on a, on a hard drive on a PC. Cause I get fucking weird with it, with my hard drive. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm not carrying it around with me all day. Yeah, exactly. Plus phone just, it's it's in the notes, but that that also makes me think. I don't think this guy sees any issue with this. It's not like he's trying to sneak around behind you with it, right? I think just bring it up with him and see what he says. Yeah. You know, because if it's something like, you know, trying to rank people or something, that's when <laughs> this gets like fucked up. But if it's just like it's trying to figure out your body count or whatever, I don't think that's that weird. Yeah, it's potentially useful information. Because it, yeah, you're totally right. It does suck if somebody says, "How many people have you had sex with?" and you go, uh, "Um, well, <laughs> right, less than a hundred, more than fifty. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Standard deviation plus or minus five. <laughs> yeah. So I just bring it up with him and see what his rationale was there. Maybe that'll put you at ease. If it does the opposite, if it's like a weird thing, you know different scores on, uh, on different metrics 
maybe that's a problem. <laughs> you yeah, tell them right. that's a problem. Yeah, it's, you know. Does each of them are you are there like are there stars for next to each of them? <laughs> yeah. Different colored fonts or some shit. Miranda, four stars. Oh, right. A key on the side. <laughs> <laughs> you get to yours and it's like three. Damn it! I got a fucking three. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah. No, I don't. I, I. I. But again, for just kind of the purpose of trying to figure out where your, you know, your skin suit's been in the past. Mm-hmm. Whatever, man. Some folks just. Got, it's a lot to remember sometimes. For the the hornier amongst us, <laughs> uh, I love that phrase. The hornier amongst us. Yeah, yeah. I I think it'd be okay though. I think you talk to him. From looking through the comments, it doesn't seem like there's there's ratings or rankings or anything like that. No, so just names. I think this is. I think it's just a count. But talk to him about it. Yeah. See what's up. Yeah. Agreed. Hey, um, I got one. What is it? You want to hear this one? I do. Uh, F-35. I got wet during my last Brazilian wax. It's not because I was sexually attracted to her. It's because my new esthetician was very silent during the process, which shifted my focus to the physical stimulus. The ones I've had before usually kept me engaged in conversation, which kept me distracted. It's very embarrassing for me to go back. I keep calling the salon anonymously to see what day she's not working so I don't have to face her again. I want to know if such a site is common for salon workers. This is posted by Rip Electronic. And of course we know if this is common for salon workers, being salon workers ourselves. Yeah, I've been a hair care specialist for two decades now. <laughs> Since the turn of the century. I'm just Let imagining what would it be fucking like eight-year-old Donovan just like waxing I got a pair of Fiskers. <laughs> like fucking the fucking Jesus. safety scissors just trimming someone's pubes. You're here for your Brazilian. That's what I sounded like as a kid. <laughs> I don't fucking know what that was supposed to be. <laughs> well, my voice is too crusty to emulate my, my, my childlike uh, waxing voice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I've never had a, I've never had a wax. Yeah. I had partners and friends who have got them. It sounds like it's kind of intense. Yeah. You know, you're getting all the hair out at once. An intense sensation anywhere is going to, like, activate some shit. Like, it's going to trigger some things to happen. It's going to be different for everybody. So, you know, you're getting all the hair fucking ripped out of your your coochie. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't, like, I imagine that's going to stimulate some things. You know, it doesn't mean that you, you're, like, fucked up for being wet or something in there. It's just what happens when, you know, you get intense simulations sometimes. Yeah. Even if they're non-sexual, it can just kind of happen. I'm of a mind that perhaps I am not alone in my depilatory fetish. Maybe you were thinking about it, and you're like, Ooh. oh, the hair's coming off. It's possible. Like I was saying last time, I, I had never, I hadn't really heard about that one either. Yeah. Fucking hair removal, man. Cause then you're all smooth. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I love it. Noir Bunny says, "Pretty sure has seen WAP before. It's natural, and she probably doesn't give a single fuck." Ella Mayo, you're overthinking this. Yeah. <clears throat> Who's your daddy? Thirty one says, "I get hard every time I get my hair cut because the girls massage my head when they wash it." 
Don't know why, but I enjoy it nonetheless. And sometimes you just gotta roll with it. Like if you if you like it, I'm fucking just go for it. Oh, <laughs> go getting move it up in the schedule a little bit and get in there a little little sooner next time. Jesus, <laughs> you hate that. You hate when I do that fucking voice, don't you? <laughs> it's, a, it's unsettling. And this fucking sling blade shows up. I'm I'm just saying. This this has happened to lots of other people, I would imagine. Oh yeah. And if you're in a job where, you know, you're waxing people's undercarriages, I don't think you're like whoa, like did they get wet? That's so <laughs> creepy. Like who fucking I don't think you're paying attention to that. No. You're probably just like most people at work were just kind of trying to get it knocked out. Yeah. Oh, come on. There's <laughs> Yeah, if you're like trying to luxuriate in it, they're like, All right, come on. Yeah. Fucking get this wrapped <laughs> yeah, up. <laughs> I got I got make Don't make a scene. I got another one of these in 20 minutes. We got to fucking go. Right. <laughs> so I I would I would imagine she probably didn't even notice. Just sounds more like some anxiety and a little bit of you know, awkwardness and and insecurity there, which is normal too. Like fuck. It's a that's a very uh intimate area to have somebody working in in like a professional setting and i can get that that could make people uncomfortable if you're a bit feel a bit anxious but it like that's not weird it doesn't make you weird you know you kind of just gotta let it go and 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 don't don't be putting thoughts into this poor uh salon employee's head like your representation of them you know what i'm saying (laughs) unless she was like oh damn like it's like a tsunami down there. Well, that's fucked up. She, there's nothing to it then. That's true. Uh, user Brad Pitt three says, "Have a look at our accidental orgasm." So I did have to do that, and I did find one entitled "Guy Comes While Getting Waxed." Damn. So let's just uh, take a look here. This was <laughs> the ad. You gotta link me up, bro. <laughs> He's fully, like, he's fully engorged. Is it, is it a porn thing? No, it's like, like... it it looks, I mean, I don't know who would be filming while getting waxed. Especially with a huge boner. But he's like fully just fucking whacked. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, sweet, good, sweet Lord Jesus. Yeah, the magic trick happens at 58, so... (laughs) All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna paint a picture for the folks. We're seeing down body. This dude's recording himself. Yeah, naked from the waist down, doing the waxing. Fully fucking he, hard. He's at about half chub. Wiping, waxing around the balls. Uh-huh. My man is not circumcised. Nope. Oh, oh. I'll tell you what, like this dude's popping a boner and the uh the person doing this wax is just kind of pushing it to the side yep. doing the wax. Doesn't care. At work. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna happen. This is shit that happens. If you're working around genitals, genitals are gonna do genital things. Oh, he's fucking nutting. Yep. Quite quite the comer, also. Jesus Christ. <laughs> do you hear the part the best part is where he goes, oh no, 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 don't, 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 don't. 
Jesus Christ. Oh, that rules. Well, hey, yeah, we just dove into the, the evidence, and this is, in fact, some shit that happened. Yep. You didn't even nut. No. You just got a little fucking, yeah. little moist. I think that's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, my dude is out here fucking blasting ropes with no shame. Oh, he, he had shame. Got, he just Trust, got... he had some fucking shame. <laughs> yeah, that's true, based on, based on those... Uh, words he said at the end there so um, no, again it happens it has to happen yeah. it has to happen relatively frequently with some do general thing work with the genitals general things are going to happen yeah when you're working with the genital public <laughs> good luck though you know sorting through the sorting through the anxiety on this because i know it's no fun when the shit's bouncing around in your head and you see the person and you're like oh my god did they do they know yeah. Ooh. Like, how wet, know. though? Like, how wet did you get? Is the question. Yeah. Again, even if it was so much that they noticed it, uh, like, they're not, they're not judging you. It's, right. It's, it's more of a, um, a speed, speed bump to work around, you know, in the waxing process mm-hmm. than something that's like, oh, God, shut down every, we got to stop the wax. She's getting wet. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Great times. P105 and question box. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, Whoa. Whoa, that was smooth. <laughs> Jesus. How much? Yeah, it's the question box. We're very efficient. We're jumping right in here. Part of the show where you, the listener, can send your questions in to us. We'll read them. We'll respond to them. If you'd like to send in a question, go to our uh, Instagram bio. It's Instagram.com slash Radio Free Tote Bag. Click the link in there. You can also go on our website, RadioFreeToteBag.Podiant.Co. And click the link in there, too. It's the same link. It'll take you to a text box. Type your question in anonymously boom send it you're good and this week we don't really have a question uh but a comment we have a a, we have a freestyle jazz fucking uh submission here kind of a story uh so let's let's get into this hey arthur and donovan of radio free tote bag hey that's us hey hello i don't have a question but since I recently discovered your show, I've been listening to various episodes in the catalog and enjoying them a lot. Thanks. Thank you. I'm listening to the feet one right now, episode 115. And I swear to fucking God, the Reddit person who definitely has a foot fetish could absolutely be my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> he insisted that he didn't have a foot fetish, but like, he really liked feet a lot. He would insist that feet are just as quote-unquote valid as hands. (laughs) Let's come back to that. I want to talk about Uh, that. Yes. It was like, oh, feet are super important since you use them to take you everywhere and you can't do anything without them. Fully ignoring the fact that disabled people who are wheelchair-bound get around and do stuff just fine. And he was very pro the idea of me putting my feet on his dick or something. I was less of a fan. He seriously seemed to think that that might be a normal thing to just casually do in a sexual setting. Anyway, the question asker on Reddit seemed extremely similar to my ex, 
My ex even brought up some of the same points, quote unquote, swimming Tomatillo 30. I think that was his name, did. The only, and I mean the only thing that seemed different about them was the name. I can't, up, can't imagine my ex dreaming up swimming Tomatillo. Anyway, that's all. You absolutely do not have to read this on the show. I don't know if you even read submissions that aren't questions. Hey, we do. We do. We absolutely do. Sorry if this was long-winded or convoluted. I really just wanted to let you know about my ex-boyfriend with a foot fetish who insisted that he did not have a foot fetish. Love the show. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Something that I definitely think is important in this world, something that we can all do, is to believe in magic. And I think that Swimming Tomatillo absolutely is your boyfriend, and I think we can live in this fantasy. We can live in this fantasy together. I would say, too, it's pretty common for, like, username generators to just do two random words in a row Mm -hmm. and some numbers. Yeah. That's that's two random words and a number. Holy shit. Fuck. Are you serious? It is. It's him. It's him. He comes. It is him. Oh, God. (laughs) Also. Also, feet are feet are just as valid. <laughs> like, what, <the laughs> what, what does it mean? Well, I don't. I have no fucking clue what that means. Look, man, your feet, your feet, are, you're doing stuff with them too, man. You ever pick up a sock on the ground for the laundry basket? Use your toes. Come on, give them some attention. I ride for hands personally. I'm more of a hands yeah, guy. I'm, I'm more of a hands guy too. Yeah. This seems to me like somebody who, like, has a fetish but has never been told that. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? And sure. so they're just like, what? <laughs> Don't inflate a, inflating a balloon in my ass? Well, oh, that's way out there, isn't it? <laughs> okay, you fucking Puritan. <laughs> like, it seems, because it doesn't seem like he, he, he would own up to it or be like, hey, this is something I like. Like, can we do this? It seems like he's it from from what uh, OP here is right, and it sounds like he was just kind of throwing feet into the mix. Yeah. And when she was like, "I'm not really into that," he's like, "Oh, come on! Oh, you're, ooh, you're into hands." <laughs> uh, I was going down on this guy one time, and he reaches his foot down and starts fondling my ween with his foot. Whew. And I was like, <laughs> I fully stopped and like <laughs> shifted so that he couldn't get his foot near my dick again. <laughs> Because it's not the same. It's not it's the same. It's not the same. No. And it's okay to be into it, but it's not the same. It's not my thing. I don't want your fucking foot on my cock. No, thank you. Same. As we discussed on that episode, I'm a sweaty foot man. I get sweat between my toes and toe jam. Yeah. I don't know what... I don't. I know that goes on with other people's feet, too. Unless it's like the hairbrushing thing, and I just... Have completely blanked on an essential part of foot hygiene for 28 years. Uh, yep. I hope it's him. I believe it's him. I, we must believe it is him. We have to keep magic alive in this world. It's important. <laughs> it's the swimming tomatillo and listener. We salute you both, but more you, listener. And thanks for, uh, thanks for writing in. And thanks for sharing this little... This little addendum to the, uh, and theory to that question back there. We appreciate it. We, we believe it. We do. 
We certify it. We certify it as truth, actually. <laughs> it's certified fresh. Boom. Well, thank you. And uh, anybody else out there listening, shoot us some questions uh, for uh, next episode. We'll fucking read them, too. Defo. I'm very excited for this next one. Oh, boy. You want to know why? Why is that? Because it's the... Yeah, it's the triumphant return of the friend zone. The uh, segment in the show where we deal with a non-romantic question. <laughs> I'm gonna have a lot of fun with that one. Uh, this one goes like this: extremely clingy friend. Apologies for the poor wording beforehand. I'm still practicing with the English language. Hey, no problem there. I, 13M, have a friend who is almost 18M. Before I start, this has nothing to do with age at all and is not abusive, but rather annoying. I met him through a club to do with railways, and would consider him a friend. Him, on the other hand, would consider me a best friend, and his only friend. At first, all seemed well. He would only contact me once or twice a day, still more than I was prepared slash wanted to be contacted, but it is now up to 15. He does not have the best home life and has abusive parents. It all seemed fine until the recent pandemic where after travel and household restrictions were lifted in my area, he wants to meet up and go places with me. It is now on the scale where I cannot go one weekend without him pestering me to go somewhere. This all seemed fine until recently when my father and I booked to go on a steam train together. The friend managed to find our booking details and sit next to us, claiming that he had nothing better to do. Ugh. How do I tell him that I don't mind being friends, but for him to stop intruding on my personal life in a nice way, slash tell him to find other people to spend time with when I'm not available or do not want to be contacted? The LDR, odd friend keeps following me around and wanting to do trips with me because he is lonely and does not have any other friends. That was posted by the Fiddle Riddler, Fiddler Riddler even, one. Good name. Damn, though. 13 yeah 13 year old this yeah this is this is like some advanced emotional and like friendship dynamic shit to be dealing with at 13 especially with somebody five years older than you yeah especially at that age where those are drastically different points in your life Mm -hmm. i would suspect that this person has some kind of mental illness going on say possible you know possibly uh some kind of anxiety or maybe something on the spectrum where they, they're not having a whole lot of social contact mm-hmm. um, or maybe kind of have difficulty finding friends. You're saying, you know, they refer to you as their best friend and, and only friend. I think that kind of, I think that kind of backs it up and I can imagine somebody like that, you know, it would suck having nobody and you find somebody, you don't have a whole lot of like friendship experience and so you just go all in because you don't know any better. Mm-mm. I feel like that's what's happening here. I don't think that this dude has bad intent, but obviously this is like negatively impacting you and is totally fucking inappropriate and annoying. As you said, like I, even if you can empathize, you don't want to be hit up by somebody all the time. Yeah. What do you do? I think the move is to uh, arrange a group hangout. You get this person and some other people together and you just kind of 
like get everybody talking and you get everything everybody in the mix right uh i get the sense that this guy is going to try to kind of monopolize you at the group hang and like really you know use up you know your social capital there can't let that happen you gotta constantly like redirect into into the group conversation and, and try to get him engaged uh with talking with the other people there because uh you know if you don't have anybody and you just got the one person that's fucking awful and the only way that they're going to bust out of that is to meet more people so set up a group right. hang and try to get him involved in a friendship with other people as well to kind of he's i get he's still going to be clingy but there's going to be more support around. There's going to be more, it's going to be more spread out, more diffuse. Right. So something like that within the, uh, you know, the, the train enthusiast groups you're with, that's probably the move. And you have a similar interest among folks like that can at least kind of point the person in the right direction. Um, but, you know, there's no guarantee they're going to be responsive to this. Right. There's no guarantee that this is, like, logically-based behavior. Um, so you just need to keep in the back of your mind that you don't have an obligation to get this person through this if it's, like, negatively fucking with you to this degree. That's true. Especially at 13, yeah. you know? If Again, though, like, I, I would just say cut off all contact here. But if this person is fully non-threatening and you do suspect that there's just something going on with them it's not a bad thing to do to try to you know to try with that person mm-hmm. you know maybe let let them know that you you know you want to be you're cool with being friends and stuff but it's just too much mm-hmm. but again like that that can be hard enough with just a normal situation for an adult and, and you're fucking 13 this is this is a lot you know to be foisted on you to deal with you this is uh this is black belt friendship aikido that you're having to try to do here uh and i wish you all the luck in the world uh it's really tough when you're somebody's everything in this way uh mm-hmm. i've been in this situation and uh it's hard to it's hard to handle it correctly and it's hard to say that there is a way to handle it correctly cuz you don't want to hurt their feelings but you also have to have your your time and uh emotional energy respected um and sometimes you can't meet like not everyone's needs are going to get met and it's important uh to prioritize yourself in those situations you got to kind of set boundaries that work for you and hopefully they'll work for this person as well but maybe they won't and if they don't he's uh five years older than you and got to kind of figure it out by himself. Right. And because there is, you know, regardless of the circumstances, there is a power dynamic at play there where somebody is that much older than you. And even with, you know, like best intentions and all that, this is probably a person who's like quite a bit larger than you too. Sure. Like there's just like, there's just kind of risk factors there if, if this does go sour. And that's why I'd say, again, if you have inklings of that or anything kind of outside this has happened you know like intense emotional pressure or like threats of violence or that sort of thing that's when you shut everything down yeah but if it is i mean this this person's written this 
pretty goddamn well, especially, you know, apologizing for poor English and then just very straightforwardly explaining what's happening there at 13. Damn, like good on you being able to do that. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 you would have a better sense. You have more details than we do here. If you're close with your parents and you, know, you went, you went and did the steam train with your dad. And then this, this guy shows up. That's, got a close that's like stalking behavior. So that is, but it's, but it's also, there's like a certain obliviousness to that where you're yeah. just going and sitting next to this dude and his, and his fucking grown ass father. And you're like, this is fine. Like that doesn't, I don't know. That's just seems like more of, of kind of like mental distress type thing mm. to me. Not that stalking behavior, you know, can't come out of that. It, it just seems less malicious and more oblivious is a good word. Yeah. And, and just, you know, I, I feel bad for, for 18 M here. Um, uh, there's people in the just, comments. Again, yeah. Go it's ahead, not finish. your ultimate responsibility to like help this person. You know what I'm right. saying? You're Absolutely. Fucking 13. Absolutely. There's people in the comments who are writing for like a hard stop on this. Uh, user a sow decisions says, uh, you cannot be friends with an adult like this. This man is harassing you and obsessing over you. Your parents need to step in, which is, which is also a possibility, but you seemed like you expressed some level of affection for this person. You're like, you referred to him as a friend. Um, and I don't know. I don't know that it has to immediately escalate to friends, but you do have to set some fucking boundaries. Right. It's, it depends very much on the details, yeah. as we've been saying. But no easy, no easy answer to it. It's just, again, important to stress. You have every right to just completely cut contact here if it gets to a point that's making you very, very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. You don't owe, you don't owe him anything. No. Remember that. Yeah. Because, you know, he might try to put pressure on on you in that regard. You know, being the only friend, and especially as a younger person, it'd be easy to think, like, well, if something happens, then it's my fault. But, like, no, it's not. Nope. It is not your fault. Nope. You know? You can help as much as kind of point in the right direction, but, like, you can't just, like stick with this dude and fix him kind of way. Everybody's got to sort their own shit out to a certain extent. Yeah. He also, it's just kind of an aside in there, but on the home life and the abusive parents, I'm particularly worried about this 18 year old guy here. And so again, I would get your parents involved in this. I would bring this up to your dad. He was there with you on this train. Like, I'm curious what he thought about this whole situation, Sure. but explain to them what's going on. So you have, you know, adults on your side here. Because I don't know, like, I don't know how bad this situation is. Maybe there's some kind of action you could take to get him out of that home environment. Yeah. Uh, but you can't really organize that as a 13-year-old very well. You, I think you definitely need parental backup on this. Yeah. Fucking A. Just, I hope this works out for you, though. And, yeah. like, good, good display of empathy as a 13-year-old. Yeah. I, you know, I... <laughs> seems like decent emotional maturity from what you're writing here. And you are recognizing that there's a boundary here or at least kind of leaning towards that. So, you know, good on you for what you're doing here. Yeah. This is a messy situation. It's not something you should have to deal with, with when you're 13, but you seem like you got a decent head on your shoulders. Just again, make, 
make sure you're not doing this on your own. Make sure you've got your parents or some other trusted adult with you to like help support you with this because you're fucking 13. <laughs> you're going to need that. Can I just, I just want to do one more thing before we leave the friend zone. Yeah. Friends. I just want yeah. to hit it again. I wanted to hit it again. Friends. Yeah, we need, it's been too long. That's true. We've had friend <laughs> questions too. We forgot to add we totally the zone forgot effects. to do it. We, we need the zone effects, folks, need, and they're we back. Them. We We've taken them out of the RFTB vault. Out of the, the storage closet down by the boiler room at RFTB Industries. <laughs> We're glad to have them back. <laughs> All right. Here's what we got next. Boyfriend 24M is rarely vulnerable about his problems. We've been dating for four months and we're both 24. It's been great from the day we met. It's a very serious relationship and he's the greatest boyfriend I've ever had. He's tall, fit, handsome, confident, smart, sweet, supportive, and ambitious. I couldn't have wished for more in a partner, and I'm very strongly in love at this point. The thing is, he has had quite a troubled youth and has experienced a lot in his life. He always finds a way to turn a negative into a positive, though, and is doing very well for himself. His grounded character makes me feel safe, and he always makes me feel good with his good vibes when I'm having a bad moment. Whenever he has a problem, though, he always tells me after the fact, and only once the problem has been solved. He said from the start of the relationship that he has trust issues, which are not about cheating, and I didn't really get him then. Now I do, and it makes me feel bad that he doesn't feel comfortable opening up to me while I do with him. How can I make him open up and show some vulnerability? I told him multiple times that he doesn't always have to hold his quote-unquote masculine frame with me, but he either ignores it or says he's traditional in some aspects, and that it's who he is, and not to try and change him. TLDR, boyfriend is great, but never shows emotional vulnerability. How can I make him open up? And it was posted by Vibranium09. Watch the notebook with him. (laughs) Watch the film with the notebook. When those fucking swans fly away, oh, I guarantee it. He'll open right up. He'll open like a book, a notebook, full of Alzheimer's memories. Fuck. Perfect, man. All right, next question. <laughs> Solved. But like, okay. But where I think where I really am with this is that you can't, you can't change him. You can't make him do anything. You can't even kind of guide him in that direction. He's just kind of this is just how he is. And if it makes you feel shitty, like you got to think about the degree to which it makes you feel shitty. You know what I mean? Like, is it worth it to you to not? <laughs> have him open up in that way do you need to be the supportive partner in this way is this something that you need in a relationship you know that's a good point there's a lot of this does seem to come down to kind of wanting more out of the relationship in that way and i think i think part of that is because it's tough to be vulnerable with somebody who's not vulnerable back yeah, and it doesn't make it wrong for them not to be, but that's just can be a tough situation to to navigate. You know, it can be kind of a, a mismatch in a relationship. But that being said, if everything else is going well, 
you're both 24, you've only been dating for four months, there's no saying you can't gradually get to that point. Yeah. Uh, but, but you're saying this guy's got shit in his past. You know, he, he's... Sounds like somebody who just kind of keeps his problems to himself, handles them, you know, and, and that's just his, his best way of functioning. Yeah. Sometimes that works for people. Sometimes I, I, I think that's might be the best thing for a certain kind of person. But like in general, I personally think everybody should fucking open up a decent amount. Mm-hmm. And I think you should trust people. I think that like a lot of that, especially in men, comes from society telling you you can't show your emotions and that that's a sign of weakness and that like bad things are going to come from being like, hey, I don't feel good. What, what are your thoughts on that? And people really fucking internalize that stuff, especially if it works for them, you know? So you're not going to be able to just, like, switch, flip a switch here or, or just straight up talking in him into doing it, like, over a, a glass of wine or something one night. But I think if you respect that boundary for him for now, but kind of see if you can gradually get him to open up about things, I think that would that would be a good thing for that other person. Yeah. It's just, again, there's no way to force that. Yeah. And if it's somebody who really, you know, he might have a lot of trauma back there or some experience in life. That's just like, he can't do that. If you put up a lot of pressure on somebody like that, you're going to push him away. Cause that's fucking, you know, it's scary. Um, just opening up like that. If you're not somebody who typically does that. So, I, I think pay attention to, like Arthur said, how much of this is coming from what you need in a relationship. And also, you know, if if you do think that it could get there, cause I know, again, like you're only four months in here. A lot can change over yeah. the years. Especially with something, you know, pretty locked in like this. It, it, it would take some time to develop that trust if it's possible. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, he does come to you with the problems after they're solved. Like he does say like, oh yeah, I was feeling this way, but like I fixed it, you know? Yeah. I I mean, he's letting you in. He just doesn't want it. He just doesn't want you while the, while the pain is ongoing. Right. Uh, maybe he doesn't want to like fucking trouble you with his shit. Cause he knows that it's like heavy. He knows that he's got some real heavy stuff going on. So he doesn't want to bother you with it i i get this sometimes because like i think i'm pretty vulnerable like I, I i got a lot of people i feel like i can open up and talk to about things including my man arthur over here hell yeah yeah we'll talk about some serious shit we do and uh but the, the thing is there there's sometimes where i am more like this guy with certain issues you know, because sometimes you don't want to fucking talk about something because then it gets more in your head. Yeah. And if you know it's just kind of a dumb thing that you're going to stew about for no reason, it's almost easier to just be like, okay, I'm going to figure out how to fix this rather than kind of blowing it up into something. Yeah. I don't think that's always healthy. I think sometimes that read is wrong, but I like I get that. It, this seems like kind of an extreme uh, end of the spectrum with with, with that. I'm uh but I but I do think like holding shit in if you're holding absolutely everything in all the time, I don't think that's fucking sustainable. I think at a certain point that that bad gunk, you know, emotional gunk that you're just kind of pushing down, it's going to push back out like a septic tank full of uh 
uh, air horns, and they've all been activated, increasing the pressure and launching the emotional sludge out of the toilet hole that is your esophagus. I'm thinking specifically of a time uh, pretty early on in our series where uh, you had you had been through a breakup, but you didn't mention it at all on the show for like months. Yeah, and then you said something like, <laughs> "Yeah, because I uh, went through a breakup and it sucked, and I didn't want to talk about it." Whereas right. I went through a breakup and publicly drank twelve beers about it. <laughs> it's a bunch of ways to handle things, and like context and stuff like that too, because like uh, you know, it, it, at that time in that particular breakup, I just remember being like. I just want to do the show, man. I don't want to fucking talk about this. Yeah. I'm going to kind of get down. Like I'd rather, sometimes you got to sit on things for a little bit too, before wanting to talk to them. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying like, everybody's different in this regard. I think emotional vulnerability is good. I think it takes strength to be like that a little bit counterintuitively. And uh, ultimately just makes it easier in the long run. If you've got people who can kind of directly support you and address what you're going through but again, everybody's fucking different. Ultimately, everybody's just got to find what works for them. And if this is working in every other way except for this, that seems pretty all right to me. Yeah. But, you know, I just just gradually try to move things in that direction if possible and have conversations about it. Yeah. I think uh, being vulnerable with him will lead him to be more willing to be vulnerable with you. I think you're on the right track. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh oh. Hey, hey, bless. What's up? My wife loves bowels. Ooh. But ellipsis. Uh-oh. I'll get right to the point. My wife, my wife, F thirty six, loves the smell of my M thirty six bowels and sex. She loves holding my balls and sucking them. She loves her panties to smell like my private parts. <laughs> because she says it reminds her that she belongs to me. But I don't like my balls touched or sucked. I'm not turned on by the fact that she likes my privates. Am I weird? <laughs> How many of you men would like this? Posted by Lilin0531. I'm not turned on by the fact that she likes my privates. Yeah, does that is that a weird thing? Like, if you're that with a, cl- a partner and they're like, I super fucking love your junk. Oh my god, it's my favorite thing in the whole world. Rub it on my face and panties. <laughs> and you're not turned on by that. Is that weird? Uh, I can't... What is... She, with your penis is involved in there, I imagine you'd like... You know, getting your dick touched. I do like yes, but yes, the ball—the ball seems to be the the problem area here. Mm-hmm. Because she loves them. She's just living for the balls, right? And I get that because you know the balls are fun. They're fun. Can can add a little interesting sensation in there, but you can't go all balls. You can't go all balls. It just kind of boring and gets a little uncomfortable. I don't want to end up with like a testicular torsion from her swinging them around the room and the way that she loves to do. (laughs) Like she's just fucking helicoptering them over her head and shit. (laughs) Woo! 
Yeah, that's uh, you do a reverse cowgirl, right? And then yep. you grab the scrot and you swing it around like your lasso. You put it over your fucking shoulder like a continental soldier. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I don't so think you're not into weird. it, and she really, really is. Oof. That's a tough that's one. Just, it's always a hard one. Because <laughs> where's the... Like, because you'd have to come to some kind of compromise on this, but she's fucking crazy about tests. <laughs> she just loves them, living for them. Um... I am a firm proponent of neglect the balls. You know how that you fear the phrase don't neglect the balls. You can yeah. go ahead. You can go ahead and neglect the balls. <laughs> In my case, not my, not what I'm about. Um, and I I think if I had a partner who was just fucking wild about them and was just oh my god I gotta have the balls must be involved. I that might be a big turnoff for me. Matter of fact, right? Wait, just leave them alone. Don't even fucking look at them. It's yeah. And just having a bunch of attention on a party that you're not getting a whole lot out of, I imagine it would just kind of fuck with your sexual flow, too. Sure. You know, you're getting into it, but then you're going on like a five-minute ball-rustling session. <laughs> By the end, you're just kind of like back to baseline. I'm like, God damn it. Uh, yeah, yeah. But she's really amped up because she loves it. And so normally it's like, well, where's the compromise you can find between these so that it's not too much that bugs you? But she still gets, you know, to to do the ball time that she likes. She loves ball time. But it's like, where is that? Because she's all the way on one side and he's fully all the way on the other. Is there other stuff that you all are into? Like, you know, maybe a kink that you both are into that you can focus more in that direction rather than this. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like this can't be the only thing that... If somebody's this into balls, they're going to be into other parts of sex, I feel like. Uh-huh. I think it'd be rare to have, you know, a full ballitarian. <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say, though. <laughs> Nobody's all in for balls, and that's the only thing that they want. It might be a big part, but there's got to be other components there in 99% of cases. If it's the 1% ball fanatic, this is unfixable. But otherwise, it's just like talking to her about it, telling her, you know, you don't love this. It's taking you out of the zone sexually, but maybe a little bit is okay, you know? <laughs> she, you just really got to hash out the details on this one. Can we zero in on the thing that made us both geek out about this? She loves her panties to smell like my private parts. <laughs> okay, so there is a very easy way to do this. You're getting ready in the morning. You snatch up a pair of her panties. You put that shit on under your fucking boxer briefs. And you wear you wear her fucking shit around all day. And then when you get home, you go and you, you know, get ready for your shower. And you take the panties and you wad them up. You put them in your back pocket. And then you just fucking fling them right in her face. <laughs> it's like, ha 50-mile bike ride. Yes, exactly. Now and my panties, ha your bike shorts. Your panties smell like my ball sweat now. Enjoy. <laughs> It's, I mean, that's honestly, there is an option of, hold on a second. What, yeah, but what other way would her panties smell like your private <laughs> Right, place? right. Maybe, I don't know. Have you seen the ones where like, um, so it's like a standing scene in pornography where uh, they kind of do outer course, but she leaves her panties on and you just like, the guy rubs his penis 
on yeah. the outside of her vagina and then comes in her panties. I don't remember that part, but I've seen, I've seen the first half of that. <laughs> <laughs> and then Krusty the Clown's there. You ever seen that one? <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? There's just... Yeah, how does that private happen? parts is a real strange word to be using at, at 36. Yeah, it's also, that too. It's also, it's also not actually... 36 is better than like 25 for saying private parts. Interesting. There's like 36 a 36, and you got a wife, maybe you got a kid. I feel like just kind of that kind of vernacular might re-enter your shit by accident. If you have kids around. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's a still odd, though. And I'm just... I just how, much, how much junk scent would get on panties just from bumping your dick up against them a little bit? <laughs> I love bit? the phrase junk sweat. Or junk... Junk, <laughs> junk scent? Is that what you said? Yeah. That's good. Junk scent. Well, because she loves the panties to smell like her husband's dick and balls here. But, like, the only way that that's really going to happen is if he's wearing these panties and running around and getting sweaty and getting that fabric to soak up some juices. Yeah. The, the amount of contact, like, if you're just putting your dick up against it, that's probably, like, only 20% of the circumference. And, that, <laughs> and that's a generous estimate that's going to come in contact with these panties. Yeah. And so a lot of the sweat on there... It's just not, it's not going to get into there. Mm. And mm. I don't think they're going to smell like private part. Like, like a wet dick doesn't smell like that much. You got to get the ball juice. You got to like, that's the in there juice. with the hairs and stuff. And you got to be moving around so it gets squeezed out. And the panties can absorb them. <laughs> absorb the juice. Uh, so is that what they're doing? Is he, does she want him to wear the panties? But that's not mentioned. Do you know? What, do you see what I'm saying here? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 yeah, yeah. Check. Okay. All right, all right. I think I cracked it. I think I cracked the code here. <laughs> User Acetabulum, Acetabulum, something like that, 99, says, uh, I'm just going to read his whole comment because it's fucking cool. I hate having my balls fondled. Had them sucked once. Once. I don't mind a bit of a tug, but they're painful to roll around, and I have, hate having them sucked. As for her liking your smell in her panties, that means you have to wear her panties or come in them? Either way, as long as you're cool with it, whatever. But it's fair to tell your partner you don't like stuff. My sig other hates her nipples pulled, so I don't. Basic respect is simple. To which Lilin0531 responds, My wife saw this, and she loves the idea of me coming in them. Thanks, man, for the comment. So not only did he post this, he's posting it and then like, like the wife comes walking into the room and he's on Reddit and she's like, Oh, what's on Reddit? And she's like, and he's like, Oh, I just made this post about how you like to fucking touch my ball sack and you want my panties to smell like it. And this guy just said, check out what this guy said. He said, I should nut in your panties. And she's like, Oh, sick. Let's do that. There you go. I mean, there's the common ground fetish. If you're cool, that doesn't require, you know, too much. It just requires aiming a different direction. Basically. So, if she's cool with doing that, and you could just be like, but the ball stuff I really don't like, you know, she's still getting her man stank panties. You don't have to wear them. It doesn't sound like you can just right. nut in them. Yeah. And uh, balls don't even have to be involved except for producing the spunk. That's true. <laughs> you're, you're, you're using a lot of synonyms, <laughs> and I like it. I like it. I'm here for it. I've, yeah, just get across, especially the ball thing here, though. 
Because if, if, if she's looking at this with you, it seems like you guys are doing all right. You just don't like this bullshit in particular. Be like, hey, I don't like this. Can't do that. It just it just takes me out of the moment. But I'm down to coming to panties. She loves that idea. Fucking boom. boom. Fixed. Marriage. Fixed. Solved. <laughs> panties encrusted. <laughs> yes. There's an episode title for you. Oh, fuck me. I'm thinking like uncrustables. You're somebody uh, like this. You got the panties and they can't absorb the stank because you don't want them to smell like your husband's private parts. Then you get the uncrustables brand. <laughs> panties. <laughs> a lot of old words I haven't used in a while are popping around my brain. I'm just trying to get them into the microphone. <laughs> You've done a great job. Thank you. You know what? We've done a great job. Yeah. This week. Yeah. Full disclosure, I had a fucking migraine that whole time. I could barely fucking see for half of that fucking episode. But here we are. We did it. Yeah, Arthur refused. I was like, you want to lay down for a bit? And he's like, no, it's cool. We'll Fuck it. no, it's and chill. he's just made it through with a fucking migraine. Let's get a round of applause for that. Throwing my hands up. Hell yeah. yeah. I'll send Come you at a, me. I'll send you some uh, commemorative stinky private parts <laughs> through the U.S. Postal <laughs> Service. Thank you for that. Um, our intro song is the song Hanging On by the band Knower. Uh, you can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. Our outro music is the song Stephanie by the Hayfellows. You can find them on Instagram.com slash the Hayfellows or on Spotify. Three words, the Hayfellows. The Hayfellows. Hayfellows who listen to the program. Uh, we got the Patreon series rocking and rolling. Go uh, subscribe to us at uh, patreon.com slash RFTB. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I've, I'm fully in love with our latest episode with uh, Kyler. I re-listened to it the other day. We fucking crushed it. It's so funny. It was very good. I, I listened back, too. And that's the fifth one. We'll be putting out the sixth one uh, here soon. It's coming. So if you hop on there, you got access to five bonus episodes right away. That's a flight across the country, folks. Three dollars. <laughs> Listen to us. Don't fly, though. That's probably not a good idea. No, probably not the best thing you can do right now. Uh, actually, the best thing you can do right now is rate us five stars on iTunes. Go and rate uh, five stars uh, in iTunes. Or your podcatcher of choice, wherever you get your podcast. Give us five whatevers. We'd love that. Yes. You know what else we'd love? <laughs> What's that? You. Thanks. Bye. Ow. Oof. Ouch. My balls.